0: Boys, well, this is Sandcast Beach Volleyball with Triborn and Travis Mawater. Try has always got our sponsors covered since we are uh, we're still doing the Zoom. So Try is in the studio. He's running a Monopoly over there with our, our Wilson Nicolette Martin Sandcast ball. And to uh, to your left, we have the uh, the Monster Hydro. And sitting next to the Monster Monster Hydro, we got the Kona. Don't recommend combining them in the same night. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows where you that go?
1: Night, but the next morning, you're gonna be hurting them for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. But uh, on the show with us, we got Casey Patterson. We've been trying to uh, to get you on the cast for a while. I know it's tough for you to make that commute from Thousand Oaks, but appreciate you taking the time, dude. Yeah, stoked. The Zoom the Zoom aspect made it perfect for me. I'm like, yeah, I could be on every show now.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Right? Yeah. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, we, me and Tri we were just talking about that the other day that like beach volleyball players are setting records for Zoom calls. Like April's doing calls with like Tulane Beach Volleyball team and doing this and that. And Try, you've been Zooming away. Jake Gibbs doing like Zooms with the Bounce Beach Kid and um, doing like Instagram analysis. It's funny to see like everyone's just out and about doing stuff via Zoom.
1: Crazy, right? And Did you even hear about Zoom before COVID hit? <laughs> no. I Dude, I... I was like, somebody was like, hey, dude, can you jump on some Zoom calls? I'm like, wait, what? Are we getting a car? We're going to, it's like a go-kart race, a zooming, like Mario Karting online? What are we doing? I hadn't even heard of it. And now it's like, that's all I've done. Just Zoom calls and phone. I've never talked so much on the phone in my life. I hate talking on the phone. I'm like, just text me what you need. Let's get to the brass tacks here. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) I can't wait to get back in the studio. Get everyone back in here, and you know I'm like setting up stuffed animals over here to talk to. <laughs> so lonely. <laughs> it's so much better writing my own quotes on the board to myself. <laughs> this is what inspires me today, me. Good job, me. <laughs> <laughs> <So> good. <laughs>
0: Zoom call. <laughs> yeah. Pretty the track, much track comes up with a good thought. I had to jot that down. Like sees it the next morning. He's like, "Damn, that's inspirational." <laughs> <laughs> wow, that really hits home. Who said that? Who wrote that up there?
1: <laughs> Whoever that
0: was. So good. Yeah. That guy gets me. He gets me. <laughs> but I was wondering, because I'd never heard of Zoom either, though. Like, what happened to Skype? I thought Skype was decent. Right? <laughs> Zoom It like- was,
1: but you had to put you had to put like money on and then it like would slowly tick away and then not every, everyone was using it. And then FaceTime, what didn't FaceTime became like a big thing because if you had an Apple phone, you could FaceTime and it was free yeah. and that solved the problem internationally, right? Like that was the biggest difference. And so then zoom comes along and you're like, wait, what? It's like the hybrid between the two almost. Like you get it free for a certain amount, but then if you want to upgrade, I don't know. It's crazy. I think I, um, you mentioned FaceTime. I mean, I'm so lucky to have FaceTime now. I mean, all of us being on the road as much as we are, and you have four kids. I have one kid now, and I was planning on being on the road this whole time. You mm-hmm. we were planning on being yeah. on the road. I was like, the only reason I'm gonna be able to see my kid grow up for a few months here is through FaceTime. And like years oh, ago, dude. I had nothing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even with just Cash and Guy who are 10 and eight, dude, I remember like Skyping maybe once in a while and it would just be like a phone call. And I was stoked that we all kind of had like, we could do Wi-Fi calling, right? And you could be like, Oh, at least I can talk to them through the wifi at the hotel. And then it was like, then Skype was kind of working. And then FaceTime was like, I feel like I'm gone way less because of this. Like I actually get to see you guys. Yeah, it helps so much. That was a huge jump in like the loneliness of being gone. It like just drastically cut that in like half. And you're like, Oh, okay. At least I get to like talk to their face. And they get to, like, interact and show me their toys, and I'll tell them a story or, or whatever. Like, that yeah. changed the game for sure. I remember I was um, FaceTiming with the baby when I was, whatever, probably in Qatar this last trip. Uh, mm. And I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> she was like, okay, watch her. <laughs> she was, like, right there. But, like, I had to, like, tell it, <sighs> if she was going somewhere. And the baby's just, like, right in front of me, like, playing with the <laughs> phone. I'm like, hey, you yeah. go anywhere yeah yeah don't you hang up on me dang it that's the problem is the red button's the most interesting thing in the world it is Ooh, that's ceiling, all they want to touch yeah yeah I or you just get them running around and you just see the ceiling of your house everywhere because they're just running around with the phone you're like yep. you don't even really see anything even like her breath because she's trying to eat the microphone and she's like wow <laughs> exactly
0: so good that's so good i think uh i feel like jake one of his kids was uh was born when he was overseas and he was pretty much yeah crosby he was in the hague yeah yeah he was in the hague with rosie
1: and he just went full skype on his laptop like in the middle of the night while jane gave birth (laughs) that's That's crazy that's so gnarly yeah crazy i mean we've all taken that chance right and been like oh do this time and we're like that's the six man or like that's manhattan beach open or that's a that's, that's world perfect. champs. I gotta go, you know. And you're just like, let's just take that chance. You Luckily for me, it always works out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I almost said six man. That was dumb. you're gonna be in trouble for Dude, that Babe, one. the six man. <laughs> <laughs> babe, the six man is this week. I don't care if we're due. Like, we better induce now, or you better hold it until after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be yeah. Actually, important that's, stuff that's in Rome this year. Uh, in Rome, I told Trevor and Jose because I broke my hand like an idiot. And, and if we just like the five stars are so heavily weighted that if we just showed up and took a 25th, we would gain Olympic points. Right. So They wanted to just go and show up. And I was like, my baby's due in a week. Like that's pushing it to go know that I'm going to go take a 25th. And uh, I mean, they wanted to go. I, I told them I wasn't. And then I was like, all right, I'll go. And we went and Gabby had like a little scare while I was there. Like the night I was leaving, she's like, I went to the hospital. I thought my water broke, but whatever. Didn't happen. Oh anyway, I gosh. made it. But yeah, That's, I feel like we've all had a, something. Yeah, we've all got that, those stories. Oh, dude. So scary.
0: Yeah.
1: Say so case, man, I bet
0: you've got plenty of them. You got a, a full army of kids. You, you have a full beach volleyball starting lineup at home. <laughs> yeah we've got a we've got a male and female team yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah
1: I had a few I think Cash was born and then a couple of days later Ty Loomis and I won that one in New York and I think I I called I remember calling Lexi to say we made it to the finals and she was only two or three days out of having Cash and she was all alone and she's just like wait you're not coming home because she was just so tired and exhausted and I was yeah. like I'm in the finals should I just come yeah it was so gnarly but that was, that one was a little rough, but then all the other ones we've been able to either, we'll just like schedule with a doctor. Like we're inducing them this week because it's the only week that I don't have a tournament or we're waiting until like right after tournament. And then there's four days until the next one. And so we, luckily we've just like hit, we hit those every time. So we lucked out.
0: Yeah. It's crazy enough. Like with guys trying to you know plan out when they're going to have kids, but with women, it's it's nuts. Oh. I feel like somehow irene Pollock timed it perfectly she's like i'm gonna have a baby when yeah, like, there's no season
1: <laughs> Dude, seriously she's not gonna miss a beat she's gonna keep all her points everything's <laughs> gonna transfer over she's like this is amazing yeah that seriously is perfect she nailed it <laughs> like, no one else is passing her during that time no one's making money yeah yeah, she's not watching, being like, oh, man. And she's like, sweet, I can happily have a baby with zero fear <laughs> yeah. that I can go play next year.
0: It's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. Perfect. But, dude, what? A, 2009, like that, what a week you had then. You had, like, your first yeah. kid oh. followed up right after by your first win. <laughs>
1: dude, I, I came from Sweden with Hans Stolfus, and we won the Swedish beach tour. They invited us to come out, and it rained the entire time. It was in Uppsala, Sweden. We win in pouring rain, come home have cash. Two days later, leave for New York, win that tournament. I was just like, what just happened? You know, I look back, I'm like, the last like nine days are such a blur. I have no idea because I was, you know, you're still in jet lag. You have a kid. You're like, then you don't sleep at all. And then you go straight to plane. And just, that was when the scoops of pre-workout started (laughs) because I was like, dude, I can't even keep my eyes open. And if I drink too much water, then I feel sick. I've just got to go straight to the mouth. So that's how it all started. That's the original start of the pre-workout scoop to the mouth. It's been a dream ever since (laughs) it's been amazing. (laughs) Remember the first time I met you in in, uh, Puerto Rico when uh, you like showed up, like I think you I think I was there for, like, one practice the day before you showed up, whatever, getting to know the guys. And then you just come in hot, just, whoo, like, full energy. And you just go straight to bouncing balls and warm-ups. Like, didn't even warm-up. That's all all the Puerto Ricans are about. Yeah, right? That's all they're about, though. If you could bounce a two-ball, you're on the team. Yeah. Be like, yeah guys, I'm still I'm still playing. Let me go bounce and get all fiery. <laughs> dude, I, think we, I think we hit like probably a similar percentage that year, but at the end of the year I was like, oh for sure we're firing Try because Casey bounces ball and try chizzies the block. Yeah, you were you guys were out. like hitting you were batting a thousand on the pipes. Like back row, you were unstoppable, dude. <laughs> they're like oh we're gonna go with casey because he bounced the ball line one time off a of red i'm like okay <laughs> i'll take it <laughs> you bounce the ball out of bounds and the crowd will erupt he it. like it doesn't matter that yeah. was amazing yeah. you, you knew, <laughs> exactly you knew how to play to your audience there for sure Oh yeah He's just a rookie yeah <laughs> i i think i i also had a little history because we had won that year before yeah. and i was just screaming my eyeballs out every play and then pointing them like they did it you know like that was you guys because they just want to be so involved so I definitely I definitely played to my advantage there <laughs> yeah. you, you know you're doing for sure yeah I yeah. think uh most people don't know like you didn't have like the traditional path to to volleyball where you you know high school to college to straight to the pros you kind of like jumped around yeah did your own thing kind of tell us you were like one of the original volley uh journeymen i feel like and then you became an olympian like all the way to an olympian tell yeah that you know, dude it's it's true looking back no one's ever pro. like asked me the question that way they've always been like oh yeah you played college and i'm like no not really like I was homeschooled all the way until high school, decided that I wanted to play volleyball because my, my mom like made me go play. And I was like, oh, I can handset. And that was all I could do. And people were like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's a valuable thing. I'm like, I guess I like volleyball and I don't have to run <laughs> lines like basketball. This is perfect. Nobody's- Yeah, it's that, definite, Like, oh, yeah. I started because people said I could- Like, nobody's first- show, like, <laughs> Yeah. <"That's laughs> <only you."> right? <laughs> I know. I was like, how did this happen? It was just, I could kind of do it. And I'm like, well, okay, I got a starting okay. spot on the fresh. I'll just set- the highball outside. Exactly. <laughs> it was weird. And, oh, dude. Yeah. And then it was just like off and on, right? And then I played for two years. And then I took my junior year off of high school and went to Ventura College and tried to get like college courses for credit so that I could like kind of like pump up my GPA and then maybe have a chance at getting at the BYU or going to Pepperdine because I obviously wasn't the most studious of athletes. I was more about just outside and playing all the time right and so i did that then i came back from my senior year and then i did the same thing in college i went on my mission came back no one recruited me i went and played at uvsc that's now utah valley it's a d1 school now but it used to be a two-year school and they had like this rad club naia program and they won the national championship with like all these dudes like a joe hillman and larry lintz and brad collins all these guys that have been around forever And then I played in one tournament against Hector LeBron, who had just set and they won national titles with Rich Lamborn and Adam Zafinetti and a lot of guys that ended up going on the national team. And they're like, hey, we want you. You're a setter and you're tall. And like, let's do this. I'm like, dude, that's sweet. So I was at UVSC for like a month, (laughs) transferred over. Then I sat the bench for like three years. So those first two years, I was like, okay, I'm kind of earning my stripes, whatever. Junior year, I'm like, hey, can I start playing? And the coach was like, well, no, I can't promise you anything, but you know, you'll know, you figure it out. And I was like, later moved to Hawaii for a year and did yard work and skateboarded. I lived at in five points in Manoa. <laughs> so I had a longboard in like $42 or something. I deferred a year of school, went and did yard work and helped this dude build his uh, guest house. So we lived, I slept on the floor. The garage had a gym, and then I would skate to the beach all day long. And you'd, you'd have to rotate. You'd have to go. The Hilton, DeRussi, Queens was only on the weekend. And then you could go, like, maybe North Shore on Saturday, Sundays with the lifeguards. And they'd play four-man. Oh, man. And was super deep. Yeah, it was so deep. You could barely even move. Yeah. Dude, it was gnarly. And that was my routine. It was just, like, lift, the yard work. <laughs> and then I played Alika Williams in their King of the Beach event on Queens, and then A.L. Zomet was there, Tony Ching, all these UH guys, right? I think Theo Aridi has just, like, left and he was kind of out, but it was, like, um, a lot of those guys. And I played him in the finals and we split – we ended up, like, tying for first and we split the pot, which was, like, two grand or something. So I made a 1000 bucks and just lived off that with, like, ramen and rice and, you know, getting <laughs> by. <laughs> yeah. And then that's the year BYU won the national championship. And I was like, sweet, the year I leave, of course. (laughs) (laughs) I could have at least rode the bench and got a ring. Like, I would have taken it. (laughs) So, yeah, it was weird, right? Like, I just kept deciding that, like, I wanted to choose a different path, kind of. I'm like, I feel like this is the way I should go. And then it was just, Beach just slowly started, like, gradually telling me that I need to do that. But, I mean won an event in 2009 and then the tour goes bankrupt the next year. So then I wouldn't, that's when I actually really started heavily going to like Puerto Rico and doing that season and then trying to play international with like a Brad Keenan or getting wild cards with Koichi and going to play on the Japan tour. And so I was just like a gypsy, like, dude, I'm going to do whatever I can do to keep playing volleyball. Like I know this is what I should be doing. I got to like, I got to make it happen. So it was for sure like a journeyman. I'm like, I'm just going to put the bag on (laughs) and, And find someone who wants to play. <laughs> that's all I did. Dude, that's crazy. I mean, I I grew up in Hawaii and I never rarely played on those courts. Like barely ever yeah. went down there. I mean, you know, I was spoiled because I grew up at Outrigger and I was, you know, a member, but you were like for sure the journeyman, playing at the lifeguards on the North Shore. Oh, just playing wherever with you could get the aunties over at Fort Dorussy. Dude, exactly. I'd play co ed with all the aunties who'd be next up. I'm like, I'll play with you. Whatever I gotta <laughs> do. The court's all dug out and the nets at like ten feet, but it's all like pitted. <laughs> Dude, no one would do that There's I mean, that sounds almost crazy. Like, and especially when when your livelihood's on the line. And I feel like the fact that yeah. you were willing to do that somehow like you just about like resilience and just like going like committing to a path. I'm like, I'm going to make it in this. Yeah. one day I'll be older. Yeah. One day hopefully I'll jump higher and I'll be really, really good. I'll just like, keep playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it was Did uh, you think that, that like at what point did you think that you actually had a chance like not just to be a decent player, but like even become an Olympian? Like when did that come into the picture? It's kind of weird. It was like so gradually through like I gotta play with uh, things like 2011 or something. I played with Brad Keenan on the world tour and we got into a couple main draws, like in like four of six main draws, I think we might've gotten into a few grand slams like Beijing. Um, I think we got into Stad my first time there. And that was, when you go there for the first time, you're like, this event is unbelievable. I actually played Jen Kessie's husband, Andy and his brother to get in the Seiss brothers, uh, but like, I slowly, like, like, dude, this world tour is so rad. This is what I want to do. Still not sure if I belong here, but if I can qualify and kind of step on some toes of these teams and get close to causing some damage, I feel like that would be good. But then when it really hit was when I played with Kevin Wong right after, it was actually 2010, that first half season. I played with Kevin Wong right after Ty Loomis, and we got to like a couple of semis in a row and got close to being. Uh, Nick and Phil. And I was like, dude, this is where I want to be. And that's when I had Rockstar as a sponsor and like, Oh, am I allowed to say that? Sorry. I had an energy drink sponsor. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, But that's when it was like the sponsors started to look at you and you started to get paid. And I was like getting a check just to wear clothes and have a logo on me. <laughs> like this is legit. You know what I mean? And I think that's when it really happened it was like that 2010 with Kevin and then going to play with Brad that next year internationally and being like, okay, I for sure just want to do this. And I don't want to play really indoor anymore. I just want to have that be something that I can make money with so that yeah. it funds my beach, the beach. Cause that's all I want to do. Right. So it like, yeah, I think it gradually started in 2010 and then I think what 2012 Ryan and I we beat Phil and Todd in in the the preakness. Oh yeah. And I was like, uh Oh, this is kind of rad. Like this is pretty cool. And then we won a few other ones. I think it's Sean and John and again, some, I can't remember who else, but it was like slowly creeping to getting partners that were big and, and influential at the net. And I had always thought like, Hey, my ceiling is going to be way higher as the defender versus a blocker. Cause I was never a high flyer. I was just long. And I'm like, that probably works better on defense. So, my goal one day is to just be a defender and be great. And then hopefully Phil plays with me. Like that was the reason I switched. <laughs> to D-. I want to make Phil play with me. I'm going to be a defender. It's going to be awesome. We're going to side out like crazy. I'm going to scoop like one of eight. Doesn't matter. And I'm going to transition <laughs> every one of those. Like it's going to be so fun. Um, but yeah, that was like, that was a progression. It was like Kevin Wong really opened my eyes into like the, the level that I was probably capable, capable of and the structure that he practiced with and the mentality and the mental side for him. Um, and he was in really good shape that year. Uh, so if, for me, it was kind of like, that was the starting point where I was like, okay, I really just want to do this. Yeah. Yeah. What was it like playing with Kevin? Cause I, I mean, I got to see him play a little, he'd come back and play with us a little bit, but it was like, yeah. it was, I always felt like he was on another level mentally. Like physically you, you wouldn't think he's, he's long yeah. and has amazing touch, but you wouldn't think he's, as elite as he was, but I feel like he was just on another level mentally, like strategically. Yeah. We actually came up with this like pull next level type mentality. And he, he would always be playing a few steps ahead and he kind of helped me think that way too, you know, instead of like a good side, bad side, it was like, Hey, let's go three, three side switches ahead and be like, look down the road, long-term let's set ourselves up to get these two or three points. We're probably going to need, because it's going to be a side out battle. And we're going to capitalize here. And so he was always playing these like show and take, smoke and mirrors, and then big and over and early. And like, he really opened my eyes to the different types of defense that you could play. Because before, I mean, dude, you grew up, it's like a line and angle and a four and maybe a three once in a while. You didn't do a five. You didn't do like all these random other ball calls or or other things where you're serving easy on purpose to get guys comfortable because that's actually where we're comfortable. Like all of those like multiple levels and dimensions he really like helped me realize that oh okay this is the elite side of how you really win consistently and so he would just put guys in closets and we would just side out really well and then we do our smoke and mirrors and it was good for me because it let me kind of progress as a defender and get somewhat comfortable yeah he yeah he was at another level it was really fun playing with him I feel like I was learning a lot of that same stuff from Haydn, like all that stuff I had never thought yeah. about before. But then now that I'm a defender or splitting, I'm learning like, damn, he didn't teach me how to defend. Like he, he just told me what <laughs> right. to do as a blocker, but he didn't tell yeah. me how to do what he's yeah. doing. But I didn't know where he was, right. Yeah, I didn't know what the hell he was doing yeah. back there. I just knew how to execute. Right, <laughs> yeah. right.
0: Damn it, I exactly. yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I, saw so you, uh, I saw you pumping up his academy today. Is that like a new like? Listen, I'll uh, I'll pump up your the new Hyden Academy for a couple defensive tips.
1: <laughs> I mean, for sure, yeah. subconsciously trying to get in there. Uh, <laughs> it was a little bit of a like. Uh, okay, you taught me a lot over the years. I gotta I gotta thank you and uh, put the truth out there for that one. But <laughs> he sent sure. that to me too. I'm trying to get Hyden to teach a little bit. Yeah, he sent that ad to me yesterday too. Oh, yeah. he's like Robin's all over he's like, it. He's sending it yeah, I'm like, this isn't even John. I feel like I'm talking to Robin for sure. <laughs> oh. <laughs> i first. But I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, dude, I'll throw it up for you, dude. Tennessee, I, I served my mission there. Like, I tried to give him tips on what helped me at the club here at Sports Academy when we started. I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course, dude. It's funny. I'm stoked for him though. It yeah. looks good, like a rad facility and good start for him. I think that'll be cool. Yeah, I'm happy for him.
0: He's he's pretty dialed in
1: there. Yeah. He'll be set.
0: How uh have you been up have you been playing at all during this stuff? Because I know you have that there's that facility up at the academy, right? That um Yeah. That you go to? Yeah. Yeah. It was
1: Sports Academy, then Mama Sports Academy, and now it's back to Sports Academy again. Uh they have two full size like Olympic courts indoors. Okay. So we got five uh basketball courts and two beach courts. Um yeah, I mean I was training there all the time. And so Whoever I played with would some like maybe two of the five days we practiced would come up to me so I didn't have to drive. Um, but I haven't practiced there because it's been somewhat almost completely closed and then they've slowly let people start to work out a little bit. Okay. And so I actually contacted them like two days ago. Bo Daniels, he used to set at Pepperdine, he was just setting sauce. He, uh, he's like the head uh, medical director there so I work with him a lot with volleyball but he said that I could go in and start training and doing some stuff so I actually just went to Hermosa for the first time today though And oh, nice. practice and and I thought it would be worse because I outlasted Troy started cramping had to quit Avery started cramping <laughs> a little bit and I was like dude what am I like 21 again I feel amazing this is the first time in 20 years my knees haven't hurt this is awesome Cramping. <laughs> wow my, my
0: back doesn't hurt this is oh, nothing yeah. hurts
1: so it's yeah today so was day
0: funny. one so it's, it's yeah. been so funny seeing, like as people are coming out they're just like wow like my i feel great <laughs> like everyone's like this yeah, quarantine right? was so frustrating but now they get out on the beach They're like i can like bend down it doesn't hurt i can i can walk up the stairs <laughs> yeah. yeah dude exactly i've been walking down the stairs
1: and every time i'm like hold on yeah. This is weird. My knees don't hurt. Like, what's ha- There's not like that, like that grenade of pressure that's about to explode <laughs> if I just pull the pin on the top of my kneecaps. I'm like, where is that? What happened? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. Crazy. I'm like, is this what it's like for everyone else? This is kind of rad. <laughs> <laughs> for right now, I have the, uh, the baby holding muscles, they are killing me. Oh, yeah. dude, the neck and the trap and like exactly. your collarbone, your neck catches. Oh, dude. Exactly. And then Hold your up. bicep's sore. Yeah. Lots <laughs> oh. of cramps and twitching sides. Helps with that, like, cutie, though. It really loosens things up when you just get that cutie. <laughs> <laughs> like that. That's the trick, dude. That's the secret, is the kids. You just get that cutie. It's the diaper changing motion. I'm going to get the no-look. The no-look cutie is yeah.
0: going to come natural
1: now. Oh, you're going to be so much. Dude, you already had it. Now it's going to be, like, even nastier. It's just going to be sick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like the karate kid instead of wax on wax off it's like diaper on diaper off
1: <laughs> diaper off exactly exactly <laughs> so That's many cool. reps it's so many reps
0: <laughs> oh, okay how uh i'm curious how how this break compares to like the because you like you you went through the the bankruptcy of 2010 that lasted until like kind of 2013 and it, abp kind of had like a sort of a season in 2012. 2012 at the end yeah yeah. I think it's got to be sort of similar in that guys kind of want to train, but there's also nothing really to, to train for. Like how does it compare yeah. just the vibe of it?
1: I'd say the, the difference between 2010 to 12 was that uh, was it Jose Cuervo, Dave Williams, who was the head of USA Volleyball, created Jose Cuervo and they used that Spalding ball. They put that into effect like super quick. That's the only difference from then until now whereas you still could kind of somewhat play, right? The World Tour was still going, so you had that option. North Seikas, you could go okay. play North Seikas. That's where Stafford was playing with Marsh and Nogoda the whole time, and they were just only using the three highlights that they had the whole <laughs> tournament, and they would post them. <laughs> it was amazing. But that's what – so, guys, you still had something, right, to kind of motivate yourself and be fired up. I'm not going to lie, this last three months might have been, like, the gnarliest time for me, like, identity-wise. You're just like, wait that's who I am. And that's gone. You know, like, even if I'm not playing, if the tour is still going, at least I know I could go maybe commentate and go like be around or maybe coach somebody or I'm coaching a club or something, but there was nothing. You couldn't coach. You couldn't do anything. And it was like, this was way different because that mentality of like, well, world's ending. Who cares? I just shaved my beard one night. I've been growing it for six months. And I was like, (laughs) Oh, this will be such a rad content play with Madison McKibben. I'll do something funny and I'll shave it off. I just one night, like two weeks ago, just went up and just shaved it off. I'm like, this is dumb. I don't even care anymore. (laughs) Like that's the difference, right? There was like really no motivation for anything except for just staying in shape for your family. Like I just lifted and I actually got to work out with my wife way more than ever. Like that's been rad, but volleyball wise, it was been, it's been kind of gnarly. It's way different than any other time I've ever experienced bankruptcies, no tours like whatever's happening, like this was much different. I think that was probably a little bit harder on all of us than anything we've experienced as far as volley. I mean, usually that, I mean, cause that's our outlet mentally yeah. and physically like, Hey, even if I'm not playing for a tournament, at least I can go play for exercise and talk to my boys and we can chat and it, it would be this, but we'd be playing with each other, you know, like for fun. Hey, let's play for lunch. Like that's the difference is we didn't have that. It was like, yeah. uh, okay. I'll just stay in my cocoon here and not breathe air or move. And, hopefully life comes back. So the motivation was definitely a little bit uh, different than any time before. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Like the history of our sport, it's gone through so many highs and lows. I feel like the success of like certain players' legacies is almost dependent on when they played, you know, like if you played from, exactly, I don't know when the, the other break was, but like 2000 to 2009, like, you were stoked. You are killing it, you know? But then if you're, like, so you stoked. through the bankruptcy, the Cuervo Tours, the, and then now the pandemic, like, and Stafford came in dur- during that, right? During the bankruptcy. Yeah. Some yeah. people, it's like, you don't, you're, you're kind of at a loss in terms of, like, yeah. the amount you can actually play. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right? The level that you're able to train at and where you can play for sure dictates, like, your legacy like oh yeah dude i lived through bankruptcies and and uh pandemics yeah <laughs> <laughs> wasted three years of my possible career that i could maybe have won tournaments or made money or had sponsors like or, yeah that's hundred oh, percent dude that's such a good point because those guys in like the late 90s really never had to play right there was really no yeah. tour. it was like you go win a cbva and they counted those as like title wins right it's like, well, that's all we had. So that had to count. And it's like, then the AVP started pumping and guys were getting $150,000 apparel deals and incentives where they doubled that if they got number one on tour and they're driving home in a brand new truck from Toyota or Nissan. You're like, wait, what? what's happening? And you're winning how much for first? Wait, and the million dollar Manhattan and like all these things. And you're like, wow, life could have been a lot different I was born and, 10 years and earlier. In you know? inflation, <laughs> inflation on top of that, like how much was that money yeah. back then? You can get a yeah. Strand oh. house. Why do these guys not live on the strand right now? They should be lined up. <laughs> it's, it's insane. But they still do ride their bikes down and heckle us. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> tell us how much, better, yeah. how much better they are. Yeah. You got, oh, you got, I love that. Why no going stop hall. them? How come no yeah. yeah. one can beat still? Yeah. That's what I heard from Hob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everybody. It's so funny. I love it. I feel like I'm like a few years away from just riding right behind him on a bike. Try. Let's go. You got it all out. Oh,
0: Yeah. We're already setting it
1: up. uh,
0: I know. Right. I was, yeah, I've never thought about, um, the players having their careers impacted so much. Like I'm trying to, how many titles would Kent Steffes have won if it didn't go bankrupt in 90s? Like he retired when he was like 28 or something when he was like winning, like 80% of the tournaments he played in.
1: <laughs> it would have been insane. It yeah. would have been so gnarly. His legacy would have just tripled, right? In a, in a way where he could have hit some of those numbers. He could have been on the pier so many more times. He would have been, probably would have started doing way more international because that's like they won the gold medal and then a few years after and then he bounced around with partners, right? And then it's yeah. like, well, bankrupt and you owe me all this money, I'm out, I'm angry. Like, I'd be angry too. And you're like, dude, yeah. that's what I would probably would have done. Yeah, his career would have been, he had another 15 years, 10 years at least of being the one or two seed every tournament. Yeah. That's insane. It's insane. I mean, those guys got to play in like, what, like 25 AVPs in a year? Like, I think I've yep. played in 25 yeah. AVPs, period. <laughs> Dude, right? In like, what, from 2013 when it was full force, eight events, right? And there's been eight every year, right? Yeah. For those four years. Year. Like, oh, that's right. But it's like And we have to choose in all Yeah. If you played in all four of those or eight of those events every year, you still didn't hit what those guys were playing in one year. Right. But we're you're also like, having to choose between the world tour, which has been our priority since that's the better tour and our Olympic right. Brand, well, right? That's the downside is the Olympic points that you're just buying. You're just basically going and buying points and you're like, Oh, this is such a bummer. I wish I could go play A V P and win money. So that I could be stable, and then you're like, "Oh wait, but the Olympics is like the ultimate goal for me. I got to get there and try to win a medal." So you're having to sacrifice that. So you're spending more money, hoping to win money, and playing against way better teams.
0: This <laughs> gets in the way for sure of just winning titles. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Was last year the the first year uh, you played all the AVPs on the schedule, and that had to have been the first time in a while, or the most you played in a bit? I, I think, think so. I
1: think so. I think I know that when Jake and I played, we made a priority to go to every AVP event. Even if they were closely conflicting, we would make it work. Okay. If they directly conflicted, we would skip, but that was the only time we skipped. So I think last year was like the first time I'd ever not missed at least one. I played in all of them. Okay. Yeah. That had to have been, That's that was true. probably
0: like pretty fun for you to do. Good. First time in a I'm, I'm
1: telling you, awesome. try when you're done on the world tour, it's like the most fun
0: thing. We're going to take a quick break from our conversation here with Casey Patterson to give a shout out to our sponsors who keep this show running. Almost three years now, we've been doing Sandcast and could not be doing it without the help of our sponsors. Chief among them is Wilson Volleyball. The AVP is back. The Champions Cup. Uh, is right around the corner here, so we are stoked to have volleyball back in our lives, which means that the beaches are also open, so you may need some new volleyballs. So head on over to Wilson Volleyball. They are the makers of the best ball in the game with their new ball, the Wilson Optics, and you can use our discount code SANCAST-20, and I'll say that one more time, SANCAST-20 for 20% off. All right, so head on over to Wilson, get some of the best balls in the game, or antennas, or ball bags, whatever you need. Wilson's got it. And enjoy the return of the AVP. Beach Volleyball is back, y'all. And before we get back to our conversation, we wanted to also give you guys a heads up that Tri Born and I have written and published our first book together. It is called Volleyball for Milkshakes, it is a fictional tale of Tri's childhood. Uh, and many of the other Hawaiians growing up at the Outrigger Canoe Club. Uh, it was a really fun read uh, to write, and I, I think that you guys will have a blast reading it. You can get Volleyball for Milkshakes on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Amazon, as you all know, probably the easiest way to get it. So pick up a copy of Volleyball for Milkshakes today. And now, back to our conversation with Casey Patterson. You kind of you
1: you take like a three hour flight to New York or five hour. You're like, this is it. <laughs> 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 it's so easy. Kidding <laughs> me? Let's play right now. Yeah, I could get off the plane right now, inside out. Yeah, it felt awesome. You feel healthy because huh. you take care of yourself. You get to train more. You're at home more. It's like when you're playing. Dude, my favorite time of the year was always the like springtime, right? Season had started, but you're like you've been lifting so you're strong and you just get to go play volleyball and train near your house and then go eat lunch with your team. And the international teams come in and practice and you're home with your kids. Like that was my favorite time being a pro. Of course you're not making money during that time, but that's the best time because then you're gone. But that leading up, that's how all year last year felt for me. I'm like, this is amazing. It's like my favorite time of the year, all summer long, (laughs) Um, I get to go play in tournaments. We're getting close to winning. We're in a few finals. I'm like, dude, this is rad. This is, I would give this, this would be the schedule I'd want for the rest of my life. Totally. I have, I mean, my perspective's totally changed. Like, Hayden, Hayden's more like, he's going to pick and choose and he's not going to feel bad about missing an event. Like, you know, and I was obviously at that point just like, I'm going to, because he he didn't want to do the grind, like, get on the plane straight from the final and sprint there yeah. you know right all that and i was like i'm gonna do whatever hayden says but like in hindsight like it ate away it ate away at me like seeing you and jake do it and then show yeah. up you know he's still performed and i'm like god yeah. I, just, I don't want to miss any more avp it's like i'm over this yeah and i still want to chase yeah. this Olympic journey but it's just not worth it like an avp is like that's what we that's what, why we're playing, really. We're, we are, we yeah. want the ultimate challenge of the world tour, and we're obviously up for it. But I'm, I totally want to prioritize AVPs. I mean, so much of it's out yeah. of our hands, but I want to prioritize it much more than I did before. Yeah. No, dude, that 100%, because you're like, well, dude, this is how you're getting sponsors. The AVP was like the only way you got lined up with anything. So like if I prioritize that a little bit more, then hopefully long like playing the long game, I'm gonna get dialed in with hopefully having more sponsors, being able to make a little bit more prize money and opportunities to win tournaments. Because you're like, dude, that's basically all I cared about was like I want to win as many as possible. Because we only have there's such a few amount that we could go win. Like let's go win as many as we can, dude, and like ride these things out, and then just try to put on our mental toughness hat on the flight over and just be like, look, we put ourselves in this position. Let's just, no complain. Let's just go try to win like on the world tour. And that's, that's definitely the, the way that it worked for us it, right now. I know that would be harder for me, but then it was like the perfect thing. Yeah. Dude, I'm curious now in hindsight, now that we're a few years, actually we're a whole quad past it, but like how was the, um, I just want to hear you kind of reflect on the the rio quad like going through that olympic cycle and like being with yeah. jake because that was four years total with jake yeah right what was yeah. that like i mean you started absolutely dominating team of the year multiple times you were the top team in the u.s at times and then obviously the the olympic grind and all that what was that kind of like from your perspective because i i know it from my perspective i mean it was like a bit stressful where i was like always trying to cheer against you guys which is something i want to yeah. do different this time yeah but, uh, i think like we weird. were well our situation too was we were directly competing with each other because yeah. filled with rosie and they were like what the number one team at the yeah. first two years they were they won them so it, they were like out of the picture and it was just yeah. between you guys and us that was it yeah and so it was like I was the same way. You're like, Oh, I don't want him to get injured, but I want him to lose. You know what I mean? Like don't get hurt, but don't win, you know, like <laughs> all the time. And I'd always talk to Jake. He's like, dude, I hate this feeling. I don't like cheering against people, but I just really don't want them to win. You know, that, that was for sure. Like that was for sure those two years, but that quad, it was like those first two were fun and you wanted everybody to just enjoy and do well because the points were really on the line. It was just seeding and you're setting yourself up and, yeah. Everyone's hanging out more after tournaments, and then those two years come, and everyone's just like, I won't try to lose it. I hope John can't make it. <laughs> <You're just> like, <laughs> we're all quiet oh, at dinners and stuff, oh, where we're just so like, so you guys awkward. are over here. I'm just like, <laughs> Of course, <laughs> dude, it was so gnarly. I think yeah. the difference in like that four years from any other time is that. I also like felt like I had this expectation because Jake and Phil finished number one, or Jake and Rosie finished number one in the world in 2012. So I was like, wait, I'm stepping into these shoes, and I've never really seriously played world tour. There was so much pressure, so that stress started like right away, and I was like, oh, hurry, get in the weight room, like let's get as many reps as possible, let's get that team around us, and then it it luckily all those pieces got put together perfectly, and then that that 2000 15 seasons started and it just, everything got weird. And so I've never been more stressed out in my life at the thought of something not happening. yeah. And it hadn't even happened yet. Like we didn't, none of us, we haven't even played a tournament. I'm like, dude, what if all this time and all this effort and all this travel, like, it doesn't pay out and, and that's so stressful. Like just that thought was so stressful. I was like, dude, this is such a crazy, scary grind. And I think I did like an interview with a crew in Russia and I, that might have been the event where it was like you guys beat a specific team. Moscow, we yeah. We get a specific dude. It was in Moscow when that was the deciding event, and it was like the scary. I think we needed to get like a fifth or better, and you guys yeah. had to do the same thing. And we, dude, luckily we pulled some German team that was fighting. It was uh, Matisic and Kai and Matisic or uh, what are their names? Erdman, Erdman. yeah, Erdman Matisic and they were just like you. Dude, Kai was always yelling at, at yeah, John, so it was know. like, oh, my gosh, let's feed off this. But I felt like before that event, like, we ended up playing each other a lot. Like, every pool we were almost in, right? I felt like two-thirds of the time we were playing each other in, like, our pools. And I was like, well, this is how I would prefer it if it was going to go down, was I'd want to be able to, like, know that, hey, we yeah. set ourselves off on this path from the start. Hi, Ray. Hey. What's happening? Just coming home from playing. Yeah, you can say hi. You You want to hang out? You can hop on. Yeah, you can sit on my lap. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, I know that, of course, my stress inside of it is a different looking back than yours because it was like, what, the two, it was the two, you know, it was one or the other. And we were able to like pull that off. And I was just like, oh my gosh, dude. And then all I could think about is like, dude, that had to be with all the same amount of stress, all the same, same amount of like conversations every time you come home, how are you guys doing? Hey, are you going to the Olympics? Hey, where are yeah. you guys at? Did you make it? You're just like, yeah. dude, just leading up to it, I was sick of hearing it and we weren't even finished yet or even made it in. And I was just like, and then all the USA having these meetings, Hey, when well, now when you get to the Olympics, here's the schedule. And you're like, Whoa, dude, we're not even there yet. And we're already talking about where we're going to yeah. stay and who's can come. And I'm like, I don't even want to talk about this because yeah, I don't wanna build it up in my mind that it's a possibility even though I like, I believe it is, but that was a big stress tornado. That was so gnarly, that was <laughs> <laughs> so gnarly. No, and the I'm only left. thing that I can just, the only thing I justified it was like, oh, I'm younger than Tri, he'll have plenty of opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, was, that was the only way that I was like, not super bummed in, on that side. I was like, well, he's young, he'll, he'll still win <laughs> go to the Olympics, he'll be fine. But- Oh, you want to put one in? Okay. Oh, yeah, you got to listen. <laughs> yeah, Dude, I'm, don't I'm, uh, I'm, like, almost glad to, like, hear that it was, like, the similar for you guys. Like, when I played you guys, I felt like you guys handled us the majority of the time, but I felt like I was so stressed out, like, so wound up yeah. to play that I didn't play to the best of my ability. And it almost felt like that, like, for a lot of the tournaments because I was so yeah. – but up in our battle that like, I didn't even yeah. really get to relax into playing on the world tour and just being like, I just want to win a tournament, like on the world yeah, tour. Right. Yeah, right. To yeah, you're be not being yourself. And yeah, you and John just getting into your rhythm and doing what you did to other teams and how you smashed, what was it, Pedro and Emmanuel, the first time you ever played him in Berlin. I was just like, dude, tries unstoppable and John's <laughs> scooping everything. And you guys won. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> like, that's when... That was the first time you, I really saw you just be like, yeah, dude, I belong here. You know what I mean? Like this is, and then just smashing down with a Nick and and Ryan in the (laughs) finals. Dude, that was one of the coolest tournaments to watch that I didn't win. And I was poopy pants on the side, but I was like, Whoa, tries coming in, dude. He's going to be gnarly. Like it was really cool to watch. I, that was rad. But yeah, the same feelings. It was just like, you almost, luckily for me, Tyler Hildebrand, Jake, Rich, are so mentally like focused on the mindset of the game that I had that to, I had a team to bounce off that feeling. I mean, I had those similar feelings against you guys every time we played, but I was able to have this like team of dudes that were like prepping me and getting rid of expectation and just playing hard and like it being in the moment. And like, of course you tell yourself that and you did, but it's like having that reinforced from multiple voices that had won and been experienced and had all of this stuff. Like yeah. that was for sure the difference in how the opportunity was for me versus you guys. Yeah. Cause it was just like you hearing it from John and you're like, yeah, dude, I know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it'd be nice to hear someone else who isn't playing. Yeah. When, when you hear it enough from one guy, you're like, I've got enough criticism here, dude. <laughs> can't take yeah. it
0: anymore. Listen, dad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did it, I mean, did it make it? easier that i mean because you and jake got off to such a good start too i mean you won saint pete's and that was super early in the partnership right yeah our, our first event we played in this weird city in china got a ninth and we
1: lost to uh rob uh Seidel and then uh is it waller Sandy. yeah yeah uber. so we played yeah uber Seidel we played them and at ninth to go to fifth. And I was like, dude, we're going to smash this team. And they go on to make it to the bronze medal match. So we get a ninth and I'm like super bummed I'm like, look at Jake. I'm like, he just finished number one in the world. And we got a ninth, like in an open. Oh, great. Like, oh, here we go. So we go to Shanghai and we win gold in Shanghai. And that was the first, our second event together. And we won. And I was like, oh, okay. So it's like a similar story to like a try it comes out of nowhere. No one really knows who you are and you're super confident. And, you know, you can beat these guys. Yeah, and they've got they all they have is video from like maybe a pool play match and you only <laughs> shown like two of the 17 things you could do you're like this is awesome but <laughs> so that's yeah. what it was for yeah, me yeah, it was yeah. like i'm just getting served and siding out like it's an avp i'm like nice try alison nice try Ivandro. i think we beat evandro twice in pool play and in the play i was like dude it was the coolest thing ever it was so similar to like tries kind of like coming out party in berlin where it was just like all right i'm here no one knows yeah. me and i'm gonna just go in and I'm not scared of anybody. And Uh I think that was like the biggest, like for Jake and I right away, that was so huge. Cause it was just like, okay, it justified Jake's decision and it justified my decision to be like all in and give up all indoors, stop coaching 15 teams and try to make (laughs) up financially. I was like, all I'm gonna do is only play volleyball and that's it. And that was the only time in my life I've ever had that opportunity were those four years where I only played volleyball. Yeah. And it's crazy because like when you have a moment like that, everything's great. You're like, this is the best thing that ever happened. My confidence is so high. But then you don't realize that now you just set the bar. And <laughs> yeah, you're exactly. on this plateau yes. of trying to master that level. Not just get there once, but trying to like master get it being there. And you're going to go through these drops that are going to feel terrible because you've been there. And you're like, you don't realize wow, I just made my life a lot more difficult. Like, <laughs> Oh, dude. By having that and every, Oh, and everyone in the world is going to go back and find every AVP match you've ever played. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to share all the video that they got from every match you played to the entire Grand Slam in Berlin. And they're all going to break it down together. And the coaches are going to meet Brazil, Germany, Switzerland. they're all going to meet together and be like, okay, what do we see? And you're like, wait, now it's everyone against me. And you see that, right? And then the next tournament, you're like, oh, we got like a fifth, dude. We were so close. But it's because... These guys, they just knew what I was going to do. And it was just like, oh, cool. The whole world now is all about beating me. And then the next team that wins, they, they go and focus on that guy. And then you <laughs> feel like have your second win, right? And then you're like, oh, yeah, we got another gold because they forgot about me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It's the craziest pattern. It's crazy, for sure. You're like, dude, my, cut, my, my drop cutty right there just is working all day. And then the next game or the next <laughs> tournament – Everyone's camping on it the whole time. Like oh, oh. they're hand setting it. It's right here. <laughs> i are just standing there. Like, I look really bad when I do that shot right to them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's crazy. That world tour is a di- different animal. It's a different animal because they've got staff on federations sending back video and you're just like, whoa, oh, here we go. Everyone's gonna know exactly what I do. And then you try to preempt that. You're like, okay, they know when, if they pull, I always go here. Well, now I'm going to always change. Like, it's kind of cool though, because the way it elevates you as a human and as an athlete, you're just like, this is where I want to live, where I'm constantly yeah. adapting and fine tuning. It's such a cool place.
0: Totally. It, does, it doesn't <laughs> seem like uh, enough film can be watched on Anders and Christian. <laughs> you can watch film on them but apparently all, for two straight years. It doesn't matter. I, dude. I'm sure Chai has a lot
1: of his own thoughts as well on this. And for me, it's like the way Anders blocks is so different than anyone else has ever done. It's yeah. almost like a ball call. And he is just so great at reading and never being stuck in this call. And then being like, Oh, bummer. My bad. I was late to that. I saw it late. He's always just like, all right, I'm over here, but I'm just going to take whatever I want. Cause I'm in the moment every time a guy is attacking. And then so just in the back, he's just like chilling and cruising and Christian just like, oh, thanks. I'll just cruise around here and be stealthy and snap <laughs> balls around. Cause I mean, like his side out isn't like, oh, it's not the best side out player in the world, but he's right. so, he's good enough that he's able to exploit you on defense and transition. He's big enough. He's got enough range. You're just like, oh, this is so frustrating. But yeah. Anders makes guys play different. Like Phil used to do with Like the Phil factor, you play different against him exactly it's it's crazy it reminds me of like because we were playing baby court growing up and then i kind of got to high school and i started getting up higher you know baby court's the short net and it reminds me when i went back to the baby court and started blocking and where i'm like taking my call but then i'm like i can reach the full angle from here too so (laughs) if i see anything i'm gonna go block the angle even though i jumped in the line and he can do that like he's in midair and just like no, sharp angle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, like, I didn't know you could reach that. Like, exactly. I, I would not get that if I knew that you could reach that. But I didn't know it was physically possible. So I don't give you credit for that. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're on a grill. side. It's not side fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the net's way too low. It's not fair. Yeah. Those guys... Those guys are are pretty good and they're also scrappy, right? So they'll get down and they'll get in weird, awkward situations and they'll be able to pull themselves out and make some big plays at the end. So not only do they like have physical attributes that complement each other like crazy, but they're also winners, right? They're able to like find those moments at the end of matches where they need points and they find them. It's really cool to watch. Yeah. And it sucks to play. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, they. I mean... Their dad's, uh, Andrew's dad started like a beach volleyball Academy out there and they came up through it. Yeah. And they're like the, you know, the guys in the country where they just have all the resources and all the time. to, yeah. just commit to volleyball. Like you, you say you had those four years where you were able to commit to volleyball and they're just like, their whole lives have been that so far. I feel like. Yeah. That's such a great point, And I make that point a lot when people ask, it's like, Hey dude, how's their career going? I'm like, Oh, it's a little shaky. It's been off and on, but injured and changing partners and but had to work career? and it had all these things. Yeah, exactly. Which one who, uh, whatever sponsor that I'm actually working for that doesn't really sponsor me, but I'm like working for them and then coaching and on my feet all day and then driving commuting six hours a day. It's like, I'm not really in the optimal position to win tournaments right now, but I've kept it alive and afloat. And I've, I'm so jealous of that. And so people ask, dude, what's it like being pro and doing all these things? I'm like, listen, it's way harder for specific teams and federations versus others. Like if you're from Russia and you're a top team, all you do is lift and play volleyball, watch film. That's all you do. If you're from Norway and you've done it your whole life, that's all you do. You don't go and have to work multiple jobs or figure out how to like leverage, how to get sponsors. Like people just take care of that for you and to be able to be like oh dude all i do is perfect my craft oh it was that's the greatest that's the ultimate dream just all in i'm all in and i'm going to trust the process like that's the coolest thing and i'm so i would tell them like i'm just jealous of these other young guys that have that opportunity right now because <laughs> i feel like a lot of our careers would last longer if we had that if we had that longer for sure or you, at gotta, all. What you gotta do i mean yeah you had kids and you have to prioritize. Yeah, They're the priority, right? The family is the priority. Right. Volleyball is not the priority necessarily. Yeah, I always but, I'm jealous of like NBA players because I feel like I mean they just show up at the facility and hey, rebound balls for me, please. Whatever you need, just go practice. Like that's their job, and the hoop is there. You know, like for us, we have to like lug balls down, go walk through the sand, get sunburned, <laughs> chase our own balls. Like for me to go and just serve like 50 balls is a lot more work than them to come in and hit like 150 jumpers and then just bail, for sure. you know, like sit in the train. For sure. Room. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the common conversation I've probably had with all my brother-in-laws who own their own companies and making a ton of money. We're like, dude, I wish I had your job. I'm like, no, you don't. Not really, because there's so many variables fighting against it aside from the financial side that you really got to be almost like, Stupid, obsessed, and passionate about it to be successful. Because if you're not, and you have to be physically talented, have somewhat of like a gift or like these it factors where you do a few things really well, and you're getting sponsors, and you have like, dude, it's it's such a hard thing to put together that, yeah, these NBA guys get to go and they show up and they win or lose, they get paid, and you're like, oh, that'd be really nice to sign like a contract <laughs> for the year, a salary, like guarantee. five million, and then just if I win, cool, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. if you win with <laughs> your bonuses. Yeah, that'd be nice. I <laughs> would probably help take out a loan on a house. <laughs> we you know, all right? And they're like, if you win a tournament, like, yeah, get out of here. So how do you make your money? Dude, that, I mean, just renting, like just to rent the house right here in Camarillo. They're Great. like, wait, what do you do? Wait, I'm like, well, I get this X amount from sponsors. I mean, this amount in prize money average every year. And then I usually get camps and one-off sponsors at random events also then sometimes i'll luck out and get like this rad speaking engagement no <laughs> pain they're like yeah. wait so it's all based on like these ifs and whens maybe they're like uh i mean i had to sell everything i could and try to convince them of everything just to be able to like rent something You're like dude this is yeah. so annoying why can't <laughs> and what happens it's if so you get funny. injured oh if you get yeah. injured this all stops all at once and it yeah it's and all gone <Yeah>. Oh, I didn't talk about that on purpose. Yeah. If yeah. I get injured, I've got to go, I'm going to start some construction and go frame yeah. houses, I guess. I can <laughs> get that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like, I mean, there's no, I, there can't be many other jobs in the world or at least the world of sports where we're learning so much. Like the fact that we're all like on zoom calls and like communicating and building our own brands and, you know, yeah. giving back to the volleyball community and doing stuff for sponsors. And it's us, not just our agents doing it. We're in on the calls. And I mean, you're the, the guy who's probably done it the most in terms of like sinking in and learning the business side of things. Like not many other yeah. athletes are coming out of it with the skills and um, that we're coming out of it with, I feel like. Dude, that's, I totally agree with that, that you become like this utility man and you just got all these tools to fix whatever problem you got to get to the goal of winning a tournament. You're constantly like, Oh, social media. Yeah, I can do that. Oh, photographer. I maybe could do that. Or Hey, coach a clinic, uh, the other side of the world and then come back for a tournament. Yeah, I could do that. I can make that like, you just figure out how to get deals and make things happen. And like, just it's a constant world of like stress and what ifs, and your wife's probably like, what's going to happen. Are you ever going to provide for me like consistently or like, what are we going to ever go on vacation? You know, you never have those things, but you do become so resilient and you learn how to make things happen. And you learn how to network so well that like the value pieces in those areas have turned and become such a, like, also well, valuable again, have, have become a valuable thing for me that it's given me opportunities to reach out when this COVID hit or when there's no volleyball. And like, or if there is, and I can leverage that in these specific ways and you do you become like this well-rounded human that you're like dude if i own a company i want to hire those guys because they've figured out how to survive off nothing for so long and almost create this professional label out of thin air because people watching make more than us but we're the professionals so we're like elevated and they they look up to us and you're like it's all kind of weird right now or i know this guy that's that's working, that's in the box here and the guys shooting social media for the AVP probably get more than me after prize, I'm all the prize money I make, but, but I have the spotlight. So I'm going to try to take that and leverage it as much as possible. (laughs) Like that's the goal, dude. Oh, it's so true though. You just, you
0: get, you turn into like a utility man, figure it out. And I think, I think, uh, I mean, like Tri said, that you're probably better at it than than anybody has been. Uh, I've always been like, did you grow up as kind of uh, like a big personality, kind of an entertainer or was that sort of born out of necessity? Yeah, I think I think like that kind of was
1: developed over time. Like playing in high school, I was like kind of quiet at first and then I got super fired up and then slowly went to college and played with a bunch of Brazilians and saw their style and being like, well, I feel like that's me more than anything else. (laughs) And I just like started to adopt things, you know, like when you watch guys play, like, oh, I'm going to take that dude's cut shot. I'm going to start using that or the way he hits that high line and you start just like developing it and you're like, oh yeah, that's who I am. Perfect. Like, this is awesome. And so by the time I was in, like, I got to college, I was just always fiery and I think what also helped is never really being a starter and just being angry and having a chip on your shoulder that you're going to prove it to everybody. I feel like that was my biggest like attribute towards continuing to play. It's like, no, I got to prove it. I got to show everybody. And so I think that along with being super emotional and fiery, both things play really well together, you know? And so I feel like that, that definitely developed, pretty fully in college where I was like, all right, that's who I am. I'm going to come in hot and just be loud and aggressive and fun. And you're going to love to play with me and you're probably going to hate to play against me. But when I do get you on my team, like we're going to be best friends forever. Like, dude, that's, and that's how I always like, that's how I always worked and thought that's how it has to be. Like you got to be all in all together, band of brothers, like (laughs) (laughs) let's go. Like that was always like my, my theory on how to play. And plus watching guys that weren't entertaining, that were amazing. I'm like, wow, that could have been so much cooler if these guys would have, like, really shown me how they felt right then. That would have been so rad. And then I'm like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make sure that when I do things, I'm going to be so excited and people will see that, like, I really love what I do. Yeah. So it definitely developed. It's, Dude, it's- I, uh, I was just going to say, like, I feel like over the years, I've learned that watching you where I'm like, because I'm just trying to be focused. That's all my goal. Yeah. Block out the crowd, block out everything, or at least that was. Right. But then I saw the energy that you got from it, and I saw—I mean—I saw the wild cards that you got from it. <laughs> I saw yeah, right. the relationships that are coming to the attention. They're gonna call Casey. They want him to dance and whatnot. And I was like, okay. Yeah. I definitely like have had thoughts over the years, like, how do I do that too? And I'm like, do I dance? And I'm like, you probably shouldn't start dancing, <laughs> but like. But like I'm I've come to the realization that I need to find that for myself and somehow to communicate with the crowd in my own authentic way. And uh yes. I'm still trying to find it, you know, I'll look up at the crowd, at least acknowledge them. And if if being focused is my thing, I'm not gonna abandon that. But or not fo yeah. focused is the wrong word, just you know, like in my in my bubble. Um, but I definitely have like opened up to like Acknowledging the crowd and making them a part of it, and you know, sponsors everything. Yeah, it's definitely uh, been something that I've learned from. I'm trying to, I don't think I'm going to come out dancing next year, but <laughs> well, it, it's evolving we're for gonna sure. S- we're going to see try trying to find the mics and going and talking to the ref and seeing your brand value. And uh, let's be honest, we all know that this world revolves around like entertainment value. Yeah. So if you're good and you can find little things that provide. A little extra entertainment oh they're you're for sure the guy versus someone else yeah right like that was something that i think adrian carambula has done really well like he yeah. owned the skyball and he's the guy that's gonna like be weird and do like on to setting on two or skyball setting his guy out of the net like those yeah. little things like you already do all those things and now it's finding the way that you can like leverage it in a a an organic way instead of a force like oh look at try trying to be all fiery now yeah, yeah, no yeah. he's always fiery he's finally just letting it out in the, in the way that he knows how now right, right? right so that's for sure dude that that helped me more in my career than anything else because before I was winning I was getting like little small sponsors and guys always wanting to interview me or having me go and do like media for ADP and I wasn't even a guy that should be there but because yeah you added that like entertainment factor people are like all right they want to be around it and like and watch it <laughs> that for sure helped me so much yeah i feel like also i mean we all want to kind of leave our mark on the sport and leave our legacy and i mean when it comes to that kind of stuff i feel like you took the bar and raised it for not not just the avp but also the world tour like when people talk about that sort of thing like entertainment value your name was the first one that came up and Obviously Adrian now and like there's there's a bunch of players who play to it. I yeah. think the Norwegians play to it well. They're innocent, like ha ha ha. I just Yeah, yeah. It. They do an oh. innocent. Way. Exactly. Trying to be all nice about it. Like like right. shake your hand all nicely and, and you're like, Yeah. Quit being yeah. nice. Oh, I, I hate that they're so nice. For sure. I always <laughs> I'm like, oh, I just wish they were I wish they were jerks so I could hate them. And, like <laughs> want them to lose. Exactly. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, they're owning that. That's rad. But I think, dude, you've done a really good job of just, like, creating your own legacy, and it's not just relying on your wins and losses. Like, there's a lot of guys that have more wins than you right now that their name might not come up as much throughout the years. Right. And that's pretty cool. I I, I need to – I'm trying to take in. My battery's going to – Yeah, I mean, you're (laughs) – your hair is a little tighter right now. It almost looks like a mohawk. I feel like that's the direction <laughs> you should take it. Right. No, it is. It's getting close. it is, dude. Let, I got a I that, barber. The... I got a real barber. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I don't wanna go faux hawk. I'm not. I'm not trying to steal anyone's look, but there's a little fade it's in there. I like a it's like a camo hawk. It's like so dis like disguised. Like you gotta <laughs> really look, but it's there. I want, I yeah. want people to be like this is it. Or is it not? Yeah, and that's it. There, there it is. That's phase one. Like, what's tried? What's his hair look like? Hair Whoa, hair? he bounced that ball. He's he's doing the robot. What's happening? We'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah. see. Let's, Let's sponsor see. him. Let's Done. Let's we want him. We're Good. sponsoring him. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Have you ever had um, like any of your partners? Because you know you brought a lot of the uh, the entertainment value. Because like Jake is not super eccentric on the court, right? And neither for that matter was Chase Budinger. Were were they ever like, hey, can you you pipe it down for a second? Or did they know how much value you were bringing to the team by having all that energy and stuff?
1: Yeah, I think Jake 100% just like charged me up and let me go. He was just like, just be you, dude. And that's, that's what Tyler would always be like, look, Case, you, if you're not going full Hulk and you're all in you're <laughs> and you're quiet sometimes, those are the matches we lose because you're overthinking. You're trying to be like a Todd Rogers and be all cerebral. Like, dude, that's not your world. That's not your game. You don't thrive. You thrive in talking to the crowd and listening to what they're saying. If they're talking trash, you're like talking back to them and trying to get them on your team. If you win and, and being around the refs and kind of trying to, you know, manipulate them in positive ways. But like that was, he's like, you got to be full Hulk, dude. You got to go all in because that's when you are in those moments that you make big plays and great things happen. So Jake was like, that was his thing whenever. Cause I mean, dude, I remember like, am I going on two too much? And he'd be like, no, dude, keep going on two. Like yeah. I went on two as much as possible with Jake. And that was like, I think one of the biggest things that made us successful is that he passed so well and that option was always there. So whether I did it or not, it was like this gnarly threat. And so me, if I wasn't full Hulk, I wasn't going on to I wasn't doing the things that made us a great team. Um, and so I think throughout that, it was just like, I had to be all in like that and gnarly aggressive in like the, the charger. And I think that helped Chase as well. It like kind of let him be a little bit more fiery because he's obviously a basketball player who's probably going to talk over his lifetime, just talk tons of trash and jumping over people. And like that world, they talk so much trash. Oh yeah. So it was just like, I feel like I kind of could somewhat open the door to help him let that out a little bit for sure. So that's like, that was the goal with him is because that potential and his ability to make plays and, and be a guy that, that gets the job done was always there. And now he had a little swag because he could let it out. That was like my goal. Like just let the swag out too. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely been like a positive, like a thing that I, I've always tried to be as a partner. It's like, look, I'm
0: going to be me. And I hope that that lets you be a little bit more of you in a way, you know? And I think that's like one of the best attributes just as, not even just as a partner, but as a player, like anyone who can bring out the best in their partner, like that makes you actually yeah. better too. And then your team is that much better. That's the plan, right? If I can always blame myself or have it be
1: something that like, i'm never going to be negative then there's no room for those two or three points where it feels like we've got to figure it out together it's like no dude i'll just blame me if that's the problem and let's go let's get this (laughs) next point like i don't care like to be honest it's already hard enough to win i don't need the ref and then the other guys and us mad at each other like dude i don't care i just want you to do your thing and if i suck then help me like (laughs) you know what i mean like i'm here for you and that's i that's for me was the only way that you could really like be a great partner to just be so supportive all the time. And if there's issues, it's the tone and the, the time that you talk about it. And There's always a way to, to figure it out. You know, it's, it's after the match and you talk about, I always, there's like this start, stop, continue, like methodology. Like, Hey, what do I need to start doing to make us a better team? What do I need to stop doing as a partner to, to help you feel more comfortable and elevate your level of play? And then what can we continue to do that makes us great? Like those things. And then dude, anyone, no matter how much you hate me, we have that conversation. You're like, you're right, dude. Okay. We got a big event. You know, like, let's figure this out for the next round. We're still in the tournament. Like that for me is the most important thing. And if I think that helps a lot too, when we transition out of volleyball, those kind of lessons and those, those moments where the emotion is riding high and you're able to kind of like, like subdue it and be in the moment and like, have those conversations that's so valuable
0: yeah and i know that this year is like not totally called off or anything but just sort of indefinitely postponed yeah but, uh you and troy would have been a, a well will be i guess a fun team to watch how did that one come about yeah i think dude it was weird
1: um chase chase went with came and we talked about it and he he had this long-term play for four years with came because now he can play for usa so I understood that, but then I was a little bit like, well, dude, we just were in three finals. We won Hermosa. Like, we had a really good year. We finished, like, yeah. overall, because we went to all the, the tournaments. Like, our points, we finished number one. Like, if you look at it that way, not the highest seeded, but, like, we are the most consistent because we are at every event and doing well. Like, dude, we could really build off this, and this is a great opportunity to be, like, a really good team. And, and I think um, his mindset was more – four years from now versus this year or the next year. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was funny because normally in that type of a conversation, you'd be super pissed. You're like, dude, we just weren't right. finals. We yeah, you guys are you are talking about? were going to hey, it was awesome. we like, we did really well. I felt like I was healthy, like somewhat healthy again. And I wasn't as injured and I'm like able to train and he let me stay at his house. So I wasn't commuting as much. I'm like, okay, we're building some momentum again. Um, but I think normally I probably would have been pretty upset with that or, uh, you know, a long time ago when I was, had less experiences, but I was just like, dude, I want you to be as successful as possible. So whatever you feel like you need to do, I can't tell you this is the decision. So I hope that you do really well and you're successful and this is the right choice for you. And, and I think that was like, my goal is just to set, set him afloat and take this boat and take it wherever he can go <laughs> instead of being a guy that's like well dude you're such we've put all this time and we've got this and my family's all, like that stuff for me it doesn't go there it's just I want you to be successful and if you don't feel like it's with me then I don't want to play with you if you don't want to play with me like I don't want someone like pity playing with me I want them to play because they're excited and they know that I'm in and we're going to win so yeah, I kind of just been like yeah dude go for it. I hope you all the success, like, dude, go do whatever you need to do and win as many events as possible. I'm stoked for you.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, You don't hear too many stories like that. A lot of time, like people get pretty butthurt over breakups. Yeah, (laughs) I've been in a a
1: lot of different situations where it was a lot, not as good as that, but never it was always me like playing with someone else. That was like the first time I really like someone had been like, I'm going to go somewhere else. And I'm like, right. oh, this is the moment where I'm not the guy that's like upgrading all the time, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm getting, I okay, I'm starting to understand and I'm using my appreciation that I still get to play and, and be around the sport and have shots at winning tournaments and like that is so valuable now or before it would just be anger that I lost and just want to like disappear until the next tournament and just destroy everyone where now I'm like, dude, I'm just so grateful for this like, opportunity from the last 15 years and being able to play and in the moment now being able to play, like it's weird how that changes. And now I like enjoy talking to Haydn where I would avoid him at all costs before. <laughs> you know it's weird. Like, it's like these weird things. You're like, Oh dude, life's so much better when I just treat it this way and I still want to win and I'm still competitive. Yeah. I just don't take it personal and I'm not like so angry all the time. I'm learning and able to have conversations with people that I didn't like playing at all. Like I think Haydn and I, collectively hated losing to each other more than anyone else. I would probably bet that he hated playing against me because I was loud and annoying. And I hated playing against him because of his style and what he would say and talking to the refs and whining about calls. And then me whining about calls back. It's like, dude, it was like we fueled each other's fire. And now he sent me a thing on to post for his club. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I'd love to post that for you and like help promote your club. Like that's the difference. Right. And it's so it's like, oh, I wish I would have had that mentality my whole career instead of just the last three or four years, you know? It's yeah. It's so hard, though.
0: It's so hard. It's so
1: hard. <laughs> it's so hard. It's so hard. It's so hard. But I think I'm in the easiest position where there's a little bit more of an end in sight where it tries like you could be like, I've got 10 more years. Who knows? You don't really know that range. And so that competitive edge and fire and like bloodthirst, that helps you get through those moments in your way right now. And then when you're 38, 39, 40, you're going to be like, man, I really love being here. <laughs> I, miss, I, I, miss, I miss playing Casey and him yelling at me. <laughs> maybe, I'll, uh, maybe I'll like Jake one of these days. Exactly. You'll well, just I'm be like, head. oh, like, remember when dude, he used to hit me high hands character. every time? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I know. Seriously. Oh, that's is. so funny. Like, are you guys old enough yet? Get out of here. <laughs> out of <laughs>
0: yeah. It's my turn. It's my turn. <laughs> what, uh, what was your plan heading into this year? Cause I know that you still have some international points left and I know that Troy is yeah. starting to get on that ladder a little bit. Were you going to try to sort of bump him up a little bit internationally and play most AVPs and kind of go back and forth with the FIVB when you could? Yeah. I think that was kind of the goal. As soon as Jake was done, it was kind of like, all right, I'm going to either try to
1: stay in the main draw or develop guys that USA is kind of putting some time into and like, hopefully just give them some experience and chances to be in tournaments and win. And that was the same thing with like Theo with Stafford. And now with Troy, it was kind of like that same thing. Um, so that that's definitely the mentality is like, Hey dude, like, maybe go play some North is get enough points where we could actually go try to play an FIVB and at, at a cool location or specific tournaments. Yeah. And maybe we do well and we, it goes from there, but, uh, that was kind of the mentality. And I talked to Tyler Hildebrand a lot and he, he said so many great things about Troy's potential and how raw he still is and how much he could grow with where he's at and be so great for the program that I was like, yeah, dude, I mean, I agree with that. I feel like he has the potential to be there. And so, Hopefully, I can be the stepping stone that gets him there and have some points and get him into some opportunities that he probably wouldn't have.
0: Yeah. Well, hopefully, we have a couple of events. You guys would be, if nothing else, easily the most entertaining team to watch. It'll be
1: fun. <laughs> Might get ugly, but it'll be fun. It could get a little weird, <laughs> but it'll be fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> For sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I, I know there's some there's some rumors right now. I actually yeah the, there's some opportunities for hopefully avp to have some events without spectators and yeah we have a chance to play i actually know all of it but i'm not allowed to talk about it so we'll find out actually tomorrow morning oh, so nice. that's exciting but you heard it first here tomorrow morning we're all gonna find out what's going <laughs> down
0: <laughs> by the time, <laughs> time this, this one
1: line, no by the time it comes out they're gonna know because it's wait when this, is this going on this up,
0: would be uh like, I think we're, this will be three weeks from now. I think that this goes up. So you can, oh, you really? can air it out. So as long as, so
1: as long as you guys don't say anything and Josh forgives me for telling you, we're all good. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, to have us be the ones to break it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Kinda, I mean, it's only like 12 hours away. We're close enough. Just don't do, just don't side text. Try and Trevor aren't changing partnerships. So there's no, uh... there's no, uh, (laughs) yeah, hold on. Let me double record this. Um, Yeah, I'll just share because uh, COVID and world pandemic doesn't, shouldn't uh, get in the way, but yeah, there's going to be three events all in Long Beach Um, in July 18th is the first one. Um, so it's like a triple crown type thing with a huge bonus pool. And they mentioned that in an email. They kind of mentioned like the possibility of that happening, like, Hey, there could be some non spectator event with a smaller draw if we can pull it off. Right. They, they kind of like mentioned and hinted to a lot of those things. Um, so they're doing that and they just got approval yesterday. They got approval from the media like Amazon and NBC to run it. And then today was like, the California state department and then like the CDC and everything and whatever loopholes they had to jump through there. So they approved it and that's going to happen in July 18th. And then those three weeks in a row until the first week of August will be three in a row. Now, the only downside, which is going to be gnarly is it's only the top six are in the main draw. And then um, the rest play for the last two spots for seven and eight. And so a lot of guys that are playing with certain guys now, they're not going to play with them. this year. Right. They, so like we've been running this, I've been running the scenarios because of like if Jeremy and Reed play, they're in the main draw. If they play separately, well, if Jeremy and Rosie play they're in the main draw, but if Jeremy plays with Reed, it bumps him out of the qualifier. And then same with like a Stafford and Billy, they're in the qualifier. And then the McKibbons would be like the last one on the list. I think, um, I think it's like the top 24 teams have the ability to play in the qualifier, which would mean only like what seven through 12 or 13 or something if you were to put the total teams. So dude, it's kind of gnarly. Have, I have terrible points. Yeah, like you have <laughs> you a thousand forty-four or something, dude. They're awful. <laughs> Trevor has his Manhattan helps so much, so many points. So subsets? you guys would be like, you're the fifth seed.
0: <laughs> i
1: <laughs> thank god right you said that i was like six that's that's pretty narrow i i got worried i was like dude i know i have a lot of points and i'm i was like worried i'm like oh what if specific guys if they play together am i out yeah but like yeah luckily i think chase and i we were right behind jake and taylor and nick and phil in points so like even if we split we were okay to play with guys with almost no points yeah and troy luckily. has a ton too He's got like 1,200 or something like that. Yeah. So it puts us at the fourth seed, but that could change. Just like if Jeremy replayed together, they right. take the fourth spot and they push everybody down one. Um, so it's, it's going to get so weird after tomorrow. The side texts and calls are going to get out of control. Dude, that's I'm like, so a, whole, <laughs> that's like, like really a whole reality TV all. show. <laughs> document the whole thing. <laughs> like, listen, guys, you can only Zoom on our podcast, you can only have these conversations. You can't text, you can only talk through these windows. Like have it be like a Brady Bunch, a Brady Bunch window of guy. Jeremy, uh, no, actually Reed, do you want to play? <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, so that's 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 the scoop as of today that I found out from Josh. That everybody um, already knows. That no. probably everyone already knows, yeah. but yeah. No, no. that's how the this comes yeah, out. Yeah, they already yeah. you know now because it's three weeks ago or three weeks from now, right. So hopefully, uh, we got, what, like a month to train now? Yeah. <laughs> At least. Hopefully, like, I feel like an advantage to maybe Nick and Phil, who've been in Florida and haven't had to stop too much. Right. Um, Not so much anyone else. I think everyone else has kind of taken a break, right? Like, even if you did play, it wasn't like a training block of, like, yeah. let's get way better. Right. Because we haven't been able to until, what, like this last weekend or something? So, um, yeah, that's going to be gnarly. So there's going to be a lot of, uh, upset athletes because the small draw size, but it's like, I guess the reason is, is because the CDC, the state department, like they're only going to allow a certain number of people in a group together around each other. Cause they're not going to have, they're going to have like super minimal staff, like almost no one staffing it. They're going to live stream the whole thing. You know, that's as far as what I know, it could be different, but I know everything's just going to be super tiny because they don't have the ability to be big, but you save all your points and seeding. Nothing goes away for this year if you didn't, if you're not in, or you didn't qualify. It it just stays the same for 2021. Oh, wow. So you would sure. you maintain all of that. Yeah, I know you're like bummer. I was hoping to get some more points, but then yeah. the the ranking on how you how you play is if like if you play in the uh, the first event in Long Beach, if you're ranked, let's say you're ranked fifth, right, and you guys take uh, sixth. That's your official ranking now for the next, the next tournament. And then for the next okay. one, let's say you're ranked six and you get a fourth. Now you're ranked fourth. Uh, or sorry, then that third one, it's the, the average between your two finishes in oh, the right, first right. two. So they're doing like a seed index format. Huh. So they're not taking into account anything you got last year. That just is your entry to get in to start right. this year. Huh. And then there's a bonus pool of like a hundred grand or something for like the top three finishers. Um, over those course of three events, the top three teams split like the money in like a tournament tiered way. where like the first team gets the biggest chunk and then second and third would get like a, it's kind of like those Jose Cuervo triple crowns where there was more money at the end of the year. And you got like this hundred grand bonus. Well, not now, but that's what it used to be. And so it'll
0: be like a small version of that. Dude, this is Uh, wild. Instagram is going to be hilarious tomorrow.
1: (laughs) Dude. (laughs) It's going to be gnarly. Yeah. It's going to be so crazy because so many guys said they're playing with the specific guys and they're probably not going to, <laughs> yeah. you know, which, I mean, you're only playing in three events. It doesn't affect your points at right. all for next year. So who cares? You just go play with whoever you can get you in the tournament or whoever right. you feel like you could really, if you can get in the main draw and it's a guy, you know, you could probably like have a shot at winning a tournament with, you're going to play with that guy. And like, hey, maybe long term I'm gonna play with this dude that was my original partner. But this year I'm gonna switch over and just do this because that gets me in and I have an opportunity. Yeah, I mean, it's at this point it's just like clocking in for work. You're like, dude, I gotta be able. Oh yeah. To- if I can't clock in, I can't work, so I gotta go clock in. <laughs> it's crazy. You're just Click looking at the list. Me. My partner is. Oh, dude. This guy. <laughs> right. I'm already like running the numbers on like where you'd be, which who if, who plays <laughs> with who, like where they would would they put me out? Do I need to have a specific a uh, partner with a specific amount of points to keep me in no
0: matter what right like all these things it's kind of gnarly so it's kind of fun though too so it's a uh, six team uh straight in and then there's yep. what and how many in the qualifier for two spots it's a single limb and i can't remember
1: if he said 24 teams okay it could be more than the list that he, gave. he only gave me the top 13 teams Okay, but it could be 24 in a single limb qualifier for those last for two. Seventh and eighth spots. Yeah, Phew. for two spots. So <laughs> basically, it's a world. To, it's a world tour type format for. Okay. Uh, you're like all the main draw teams left are playing for uh, spots in the main draw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This will be. A, it. It'll be fun to watch. <laughs> it's going to be insane because a lot of there's going to be a lot of movement, right? Yeah. That seed index makes it so that teams can climb quick, right? let's say you get you maybe you don't qualify but you're in the round again and the next one you take a first well dude you're taking the average of like a ninth and a first that puts you at like a fifth so you're yeah. in dude you're in a sweet spot right or if you start first and you you just blow it and go uno dos in the first one like dude you're from a one seed to an eight seed in two tournaments yeah tournaments and that means you're in the qualifier like you go from <laughs> first to qualifier I'm like, what? He's like, explain to me. I'm like, wait, what? This is so gnarly. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> it's gnarly, dude. That's, like everyone's like gonna... all we get. that's all we get all year, so the tension's going to be even higher. Oh, yeah. If I oh blow it, and go one, two. I just blew a third of my season. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. You're like, I got to qualify. You have to basically qualify the next round because you'd be like the eighth seed. And you're like, well, oh, that's in the qualifier department. So you got to finish top six every time. Which in a, an only eight-team event, dude, anyone can beat anyone at that point. The top eight oh, yeah. like at a certain point. Like, dude, it's anyone's chance. So you're like, geez, dude. And I got a month to get ready? I don't even touch the sand in three and a half, four months or a volleyball. Like today, I hit a ball, and I, it, I didn't even feel like my arm was attached. I'm like, what? I just, I could barely <laughs> hit the ball. What just happened? And I've always just felt like I never had shoulder problems. I could just hit hard.
0: And I was like, uh-oh, we're in trouble. Dude, Amazon's going to be like, what the hell are we streaming? Yeah, this is terrible. <laughs> what yeah. is this? It's like when, um, Casey, remember when um,
1: Brazil flew us all down to Rio and oh we were in God. our off And we just all got smashed <laughs> by the Brazilians. They were all it in. It was season. so bad. And we we it all went so down to off like, sure, we'll, we'll take these checks, fly out first class on Delta we were loving it, but then the volleyball it was amazing. <laughs> it was so terrible. I was so white and all we've been doing is maybe lifting at that point because it was like, wow, I'm over it. We don't start for so many months now. And they're like full season flying and hammering. And you're just like, cool, thanks for the vacation. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was great. It was great because uh, it was Brazil versus USA. So only Brazilians play against Americans and one American team had to make the finals. Even though we were all yeah. terrible, me yeah. and Hayden happened to make the finals, so we got to split the most prize money.
0: <laughs> Even though we like,
1: yeah. We, we just lost less than the other, other Americans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It Didn't funny. Ryan have to go in because someone got hurt? Was it yeah, Theo. Like was Ryan was there? just sitting there in the stands, or was it vice versa? Yeah, he was. No, Ryan was the alternate because he came in. Right, and right. we were like, oh, he came in frozen from watching in the stands, and he had to play in like two minutes. I oh. think he hit like every ball out, couldn't yeah. get off the ground, shanked a bunch of passes and we were just like this. And he was like, well, yeah. that sucked like crazy. That was so dumb. And he came in <laughs> for Nick Lucena. He didn't come in for Theo. It was Theo and That's Ryan. right. It was for Nick. And Ryan, <laughs> oh, my Ryan gosh. was in it the was... backcourt at one point. There, you, Ryan was oh. playing defense. <laughs> no. Like, oh. what is going on? Oh, <laughs> that was
0: so crazy. Yeah. Wow. Those were good times. We get to unearth some video of that. I would love to see Ryan Darty on defense. <laughs> oh, it was amazing. Roots.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's just like, I'm sitting here. If you would angle, I'm going to dig it. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: That's so oh. funny. Well, Case, we've had you on here for a while. We appreciate yeah. you taking so much time. Yeah, this was fun. It didn't even feel like too long. And I look up, I'm like, dude, we've been rolling. This was fun. Yeah. yeah. And you uh you were dadding it up. You were like open it, open up some like freezy treats oh, yeah. for the kid. <laughs> yeah.
1: Go frozen go Just here you go. Get <laughs> out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> another risk. That's another <laughs> secret. Just another <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well case, thanks for coming on. Um where yeah. well whatever listeners we have that don't follow you, which I doubt we have any of those, where can they follow you and uh on, on Instagram oh, wherever? It's all just at
1: CaseyPat on in Twitter, Instagram, website or really serves no purpose at this point, but it's all just <laughs> Instagram and and Twitter. Mostly Instagram. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, dude, thanks for coming on. It's been a blast. Yeah.
1: Of course! Thanks for having me, guys. I'm glad we finally made it happen. This is awesome. Yeah, Thanks, for sure. Jeff. Well, I guess we'll be
0: seeing you on the beach soon, huh?
1: Yeah. Yeah. See you in uh, a little, like a little over a month, right? A month and two days or something.
0: Let's go. I think go. we would
1: play each other first round. Try. That's exciting. Oh, oh okay. The four I and the five. I hate you again, then. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, we're just starting to like each other. Damn
0: it! Just Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. All right.